Hey guys, Steve here. I wanted to tell you about today's sponsor, Nux. It's Nux 3-in-1 Refresher Spray. It's a moisture-absorbing spray that's designed specifically for men, especially the undercarriage guys. I mean, on a summer day, if you've ever been out and about, you get all sweaty and sticky, but you don't have time to take a shower, this is the answer. I'm sure you've had that experience, guys, and it sucks. So I want to tell you, this is a game changer. You can use it on your armpits. You know, you can put it on clothing, sports pads, pretty much anything that collects moisture. They actually design this stuff for military applications. So tactical gear, anything that you don't want sticky and uh, you don't want to stink. So uh, visit MyNux.com. And, you know, I want to let you know that it has no aluminum ingredients. It's tested to be safe and effective. And it comes in scented or unscented varieties. So, again... That's mynux.com. That's my K N U C K S.com. So tell me, why is CBD oil the future? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, we just discovered our endocannabinoid systems less than 20 years ago, and uh, it makes a whole big difference. Uh, regulates pretty much every system in the body. And, um, and now we're starting to realize that uh, there are other amazing cannabinoids than just THC, the one that's been famous, gets you high. It's the only one that gets you high. Oh, yeah. CBD gets you healthy, and uh, along with all the other cannabinoids as well. So uh, today on the show, we got, we got Adrian or Adrian or Adrian Zimmerman and Rhett Taylor. And uh, they are the co-founders of NED. Uh, you can find it at uh, helloned.com and also at Meet NED on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check out their story, their videos. Put, the, put some faces to the names if you're listening on one of the podcasts. Uh, today we're starting off with both in the beginning of the episode, but we're only going to do a quick, uh, quick teaser with Brad as, as he's got to head out and we're going to hear more about him in a future episode. You want to just quickly... Uh, Tell us about yourself and, you know, why, we, you know, kind of what we're waiting for to hear in uh, future weeks. Yeah, sure. Um, been in the rat race like you were and, um, you know, realized that uh, I was succeeding at it, but feeling pretty damn unfulfilled. Um, and yeah, had a deep passion that uh, derived from my mother's illness. Uh, she was diagnosed with cancer and I went on a big deep dive to find uh, the best alternative remedies, the best natural remedies from around the world uh, to help her with her cancer and found a deep passion there, um, jumping out of the rat race and focusing on it. Uh, Adrian is my amazing partner and uh, today's all about him, but yeah, I look forward to getting back with you and uh, telling you a bit more about the story. Yeah, we, we just realized there's so much here to share. Um, there's so much going on between the both of you that we kind of have to focus each episode on each one individually. So it was fun while it lasted. It was. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we got to continue next time. But if you want to, if Adrian wants to uh, sneak in on your episode as well and kind of steal from the thunder for a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely stealing thunder. <laughs> All right. Have a good day and we'll, uh, we'll continue on over here. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You continue. <laughs> but uh, tell me a little bit more. Um, how did you... Where are you at right now, first of all? The place looks amazing. Uh, we're in Boulder, Colorado at our okay. office. Um, 
we're actually looking to move offices very soon. Uh, but it's been an incredible place to not only launch the business, but you know, just it's an incredible community to found a business. There's there's uh, a lot of really extraordinary people here in Boulder, and a lot of resources to share, and a great brain trust. And mm-hmm. um, you know, Red and I both spent many years in big cities around the world. Everywhere from Hong Kong to Paris to New York City to you know Riyadh and um, you know, we've both journeyed quite a bit, but, you know, we had both gone to university here in, in Boulder and found our way back here. And uh, we're, we managed to, to link up back in 2016 uh, and mm-hmm. start talking about creating a business together. And um, it took some time, about a year and a half, to, for us to figure out what that was. Um, for a number of reasons, I was on a two-year sojourn around the world. and. Mm-hmm really taking a step away from, you know, this life that had consumed me for, for 10 years. And so Ned, more about Ned really quick. It's, uh, it is, it's not just about CBD, right? There's a lot more yeah, to the company. Yeah. So we're, we're a wellness brand. Uh, we've always thought of ourselves as a wellness brand mm-hmm. and we're really rooted in this idea of helping people feel better and live better through much more simple means and a, and a deeper connection to the natural world. And, we started with hemp CBD uh, because it's in our backyard here in Colorado. And that's just how the universe aligned for us. And red had met this epic hemp farmer, Kurt and um, an I mean, epic hemp farmer, huh? <laughs> There's gotta be a background story to that. Every sense of the word. Like he, he was a cannabis grower for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, growing for a bunch of billionaires up in Aspen and um, really refined the craft of creating really beautiful high-grade cannabis um but after kind of hiding in the shadows for a bit he really decided that you know he hemp would be the way that he could apply that science and craft to doing something that would allow him to be out in the open and Mm -hmm. and on this beautiful farm that he owns out in Paoli, colorado and it's this just magical homestead um that is now a single source of our uh, premium full spectrum hemp. Was it as, cause a lot of people try to get into it, but a lot of people fail. Was it, uh, did you have a lot of obstacles in the way just cause you know, it's such a hot thing. It has been like, you got into it, you know, a few years back. So, you know, the earlier, the better, obviously, but you know, like, like right now I'm in Illinois and um, in Chicago and they just, you know, they, they made CBD legal and soon they're going to eventually legalize the whole thing. But it, like, even if you were to just try to start up anything, it's, it's not the easiest process, especially if you want yeah. to grow. Well, I mean, I wish we were just talking in past tense that we had challenges and struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it continues to be a thing. And, you know, a good example is, is payment processing. It continues to be the Achilles heel of this entire industry where, um, you know, us as a direct consumer, mm-hmm. primarily e-commerce business, we need to process credit cards and we've been through half a dozen credit card processors and wow. continues to be an issue where we'll be on with one and then we're, you know, all of a sudden offline and searching for the next one. And, um, we've been very fortunate to, you know, what we call our ground game. We've played a really solid ground game from the start. We have not taken on any outside investment. We bootstrapped this business. We, 
reach profitability within five months. Like we really focus on building a strong foundation, uh, which is something I've learned later in my career, you know, or my past startups. Yeah. House of cars. And, um, you know, so we've been able to endure a lot of the challenges that other companies have not, whether it's just spending egregious amounts of money where they really shouldn't be at, mm-hmm. um, you know, not having a, a good product. Uh, that's first and foremost. There are a lot oh, of, yeah. a lot of companies that are just white labeling products from, you know, shitty wholesalers. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of products don't even have their stated amount of CBD in them. And so like I was speaking with somebody about it yesterday, uh, this idea of like, well, he was kind of like, well, where's your farm? And I was like, oh, it's in Paonia, Colorado. There's actually the GPS coordinates for a farm right here on our bottle. <laughs> oh, so you, you lay it out. You, you're not hiding it. We're, we're fully transparent. And I think that's what you ought to do. And, you know, he's like, wow, like I'm so happy you had an answer for that because <laughs> I know this space really well. And I've met a lot of people in both cannabis and the hemp space. And he's like, 99% of them don't know where their farm is. They're just buying through these chains of suppliers and you don't know what you're getting. So, um, so transparency and, and honesty has been inherent in the brand we built. And I think plays into that uh, ability to withstand a lot of the challenges that continue to come our way, despite being high growth and profitable and uh, kind of a, what we call an emerging leader in this space. Are you shipping out um, everywhere right now or what's yeah, your we're shipping to all 50 States mm-hmm. um, occasionally abroad? Uh, we try not to get too heavy into international orders just because yeah. there's still confusion and then we got customs issues. And, oh, for sure. Um, and it's just really like, you know, one of the many lessons I've learned over the years is focus or fail. And by focusing on this massive market we have in the U S we can um, allow ourselves to continue to solidify that foundation. And kind of backtracking a little bit though, when did you know, you know, this is what you wanted to do? I'm done with that nine to five live. I'm past it. Um, I feel, I feel like you had quite a few moments, right? Yeah. (laughs) A a significant one. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I've been in the startup world since I was 23. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I was working in venture capital out in Hong Kong and Paris and um, very quickly realized I wanted to be on the other side of the table and Mm -hmm. didn't know a thing. So I just left and I started my first company and got my ass kicked. Learned learned a lot of the hard lessons Mm -hmm. the hard way. And, um, and you know, as things work out, like out of the ashes grow these other things that are just better than the last ones. And, um, and when I was in New York, I co-founded a popular men's publication with a couple of guys, um, grew that to about 15 million readers a month, and then got acquired by a group out in LA. Oh, wow. And, um, and then I worked for them. And that was the first time where I was actually, like, had a job since, I, since my first one. So you worked for the company that bought you guys out? Exactly. And, okay. And there's a beauty in that, too. It was mm-hmm. all of a sudden going from, like, you know, running a business to really being able to hone in on creating something for them. 
uh, without worrying about the administrative tasks and all this shit that like, right. All the little stuff that comes along with it. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that was great. And it was great for, you know, a couple of years and did some really great things for them. Got paid a ton of money and I was feeling really good and found myself in New York city living the life that I worked my entire twenties to live. And, you know, I had my sweet bachelor pad and I checked off all the boxes I'd set up to to check off. And it sounds like the dream, right? Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Exactly. And you know, you're no stranger to this conversation where come out the back end of it, just questioning, well, what is this? And this can't be it. Like, you know, and I, so I came out, I was 32. Um, I was just miserable and I couldn't really figure out why I just find myself in this, like, I felt stuck and you know, my life in New York was really revolving around work, women, party. And it was this like this endless cycle that I was not finding a way to break. And it was too scary to think about anything else. Right. Yeah. Leaving it or like what, like what would, who am I without that? So I ended up moving out to the UK and um, working for a company I'd been on the board of and um, the most prolific digital publisher in all of Europe, hmm. it's the number one and number two publisher on all of Facebook. It's called the Lab Bible Group. They're oh, men. okay. And um, and I was in essence a leadership role in that company. Mm-hmm. And thinking that okay, that change of scenery will fix everything. It's a, it's the place. It's not the person. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, after it's never of, you. It's never yeah. you. It's never me ever. Why would exactly. it exactly? No chance. No chance. Yeah. So I. So I'd spent about a month out in the UK before I just started waking up with that same feeling of like, oh my God, my life is not my own. Time is just slipping through my fingers and like this can't be the next five right. years of my life. And um, so how long, how long did you last out there? Six months. That's oh, <laughs> okay, okay, good. Yeah, so I made it six months and then that that inflection point um you know, happened when I was presenting to our company during our quarterly review. And we had about 75 employees at the time. And halfway through this really simple standard presentation, I had a full-blown panic attack. And yeah. my voice went, my hands were shaking, and my mind was just filled with this overwhelming fear and need to escape. And like, I had no idea how to reconcile that. I'd never had an anxiety attack mm-hmm. before. I was just like, crush through this like i will get through this blah 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 and um you know the next day i walked into the boardroom and had another panic attack and like the boardroom is my domain that's like where i yeah there's only a few of you right and yeah and there really like and and i was having panic attacks in there and then i broke out in shingles and it was like no longer a, a, a emotional and psychological thing it was a physical manifestation of all this mm-hmm. like withheld did it ever happen before these meetings never wow so just out of nowhere in your early 30s right yeah 32 and um you know within two weeks i was pushed out the door like they brought me in to really take them to the next level and there i had like melting down and um and truthfully in the meantime as i was dealing with all this stuff like my work relationships were suffering i wasn't doing good work i wasn't being a good friend. I wasn't being a good, you know, son or brother or, 
you know, I just, I was just vacant and I was not present. And, um, and it was a scary time, you know, to, to all of a sudden have to reconcile that. Like, yeah. this is something's changing here. So and, did they sort of push you out after all this? And gave me a very generous package to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you cope with that? Like when that first attack happened, like did you finish that, that presentation or did you actually step away? I finished it, but choked out whatever words I could muster. Like it was, it was a total bomb and it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was, it was a really tough thing to swallow. It was hard on my ego and it was oh yeah, super embarrassing. And um, so much of my self identity was wrapped up in this, you know, cool handed executive type. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that just flew out the window and I, I was left to like literally ask those really quintessential questions of like, who am I and what is my purpose? And, um, and especially when I realized that I was no longer wanted there and now it's like even a tougher thing to swallow. And, oh yeah. Um, you start questioning everything about your whole existence, right? I mean, yeah, and, and very fortuitously, I had a, a good friend's wedding out in Seattle um, right around the same time. So I took off out to Seattle, and after the wedding, I just took a road trip by myself to, to Northern California where my parents are. And um, for the first time in 10 years, just went camping and hiking and spending time outdoors and by myself without any emails to answer or presentations to put together or Excel spreadsheets to, to crunch. And, um, and there was this like opening in that week. And what I decided is rather than, you know, go get a Xanax prescription and try to keep going, I would go away and I would, take that rare opportunity I had where I had the finances in place and I had the, the, the time and space to, to mm-hmm. go look inwards. And, um, you know, so I bought a ticket, um, out to Nepal and started there what I thought might be a couple months of just stepping away. And it turned into two years of wow. just wandering and, uh, taking photos and writing and, just all, all alone? All alone. It's completely solo, wandering into the Himalayas and um, just like searching. And I wasn't sure for what, but, um, you know, and I spent the next two years covering 30 countries and, wow. um, you know, really leaning into nature, which really gave me my soul back in mm-hmm. a way. And leaning into simplicity, which just all of a sudden made me feel capable, like these very practical skills and living with less. And so I was finding like a tremendous amount of joy. Yeah. Things like chopping wood. Did you uh, turn off your phone at all for periods and stuff? Long, like long stretches. Like, like days or what? Like upwards of 10 days at a time. And just wow. um, really just being checked out and really mm-hmm. leaning into the, to the present moment and, and finding human connection. And, you know, the way I describe it now is my relationships in my past life were a mile wide and an inch deep. You know, I had lots of really incredible friends in New York, but 
not many that I still talk to at this point, you know? And um, so it's this human connection idea really came from first finding honesty with myself, you know, really listening to like, okay, what were all those warning signs that I ignored um, when I was, you know, pre panic attack? Mm-hmm. Um, what did I really need? What did I personally need? Not what I thought I needed or wanted. Um, and then that sense of self-honesty really led to vulnerability and honesty with others. So I could all of a sudden have these conversations with people, right? We'd go from zero to a hundred in seconds. And we'd go from, you know, saying hello to talking about existence and love and these things that are not easy to talk about or oh, yeah. not easy to talk about in my past life. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, an incredible opportunity to get, to get altitude on my life. Where did you go? So you started in Nepal, where'd you end? Yeah. Nepal, Bhutan, India, all over South America, Cuba, Dominican, all over Northern Europe and the Balkans, so places like Albania and Montenegro, and, uh, Bosnia, um, what's it, Australia, New Zealand. By the end of it, I was totally dirtbagging and I was in a tent, you know, five out of six or five out of seven nights a week. Um, I was hitchhiking everywhere. I was just really? like, <laughs> not because I needed to. You were that guy. You were that I, guy. Yeah. I was just, just, I was tramping around and mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing. Um, and then just like one day, it was like that scene in Forrest Gump where he's like, I think I'll go home now. <laughs> you know, like I just, I just kind of, oh, it's great. It's this stop where I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And, mm-hmm. um, and then landed back in the U S and trying to figure out what his reentry looked like. And, uh, yeah, so was it what you expected? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was wild. It was, it was really, cause I found myself back in New York. Um, you know, I met a woman in LA and like applied this new ethos to, to love mm-hmm. and quickly found love, which was amazing because it was the first time in you allowed yourself, that right? I actually like, felt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was, then landed in New York and was seeing it with a very different lens. It was like just not this incredible, authentic, creative place that I once knew. I still love it. It's amazing. But it's, mm-hmm. it just clearly was not aligning with me or this like new self. Um, so I found myself finding every opportunity I could to get out of there. Like, little road trips, little, you know, catch up with friends in California or whatever it might be. And um, then I had a friend's wedding in Utah at Zion National Park. And then it was a road trip out to Colorado and a morning drive through the mountains that I was all of a sudden like, okay, it's time to come back and really clicked. And it was very clear and, you know, things had fallen apart with this girl in LA and it was just like, there's nothing holding me anywhere. So I just made the choice to come to Colorado without any sense of what would be there for me. Um, but it turned out to be 
the best and most aligned thing I could have done and mm-hmm. really led to Ned. And I take it Ned has a lot to do with you overcoming that anxiety, right? Or was it the more, was it the outdoorsy part or did the, was I mean, it was all three of those things. It was like nature, simplicity, and human connection. Like mm-hmm. those were my rehab for lack of a better term. Um, and you know, a lot of those principles are built into the ethos of Ned and, um, you know, but I, I wouldn't say I've overcome it. Like I still get anxious and, um, you know, to this day I still have this new found fear of public speaking and, um, you know, continue to do a lot of work and I'll never pretend that I am some like, you know, what would we call it? Cured person. Right. Right. Um, Is there such thing? Yeah, exactly. And we never want to set that expectation for our customers either. It's like, we want to be very transparent that like, yes, we all suffer and that's just part of life. It is the peaks and valleys that like heartbeat of life and we'll have great days. We'll have bad days. We'll be sick. We'll be healthy. Um, but what can we do? Mm -hmm. Uh, to feel better and live better through those simple and natural means and avoid getting really sick down the road. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely a man that that really hits home, especially because I could relate with a lot of similarities and, you know, I had panic attacks throughout my life that kind of came out of nowhere later on. And, um, and actually I'm experimenting myself with, with CBD, uh, you know, nowadays, kind of trying to see, you know, if, if that's a thing for me or not, is that something that you, uh, you got into as well? I take it then, or, yeah, you know, it was part of the reentry and I had started consulting with, uh, a couple of companies and finding myself getting really anxious and a buddy of mine who is always ahead of the curve in terms of health and wellness, um, gave me a bottle of CBD and he's like, try this. And at the time, um, first, it wasn't a very good product, um, mm-hmm. but also I was of the assumption that I would just take it once and it would be like a Xanax. Cure you, right? Oh, okay. You know, it would be like, uh, it'd be like taking an anti-anxiety med. Mm-hmm. But, it's kind of what uh, I thought. Yeah, but what I later learned is that it's a cumulative effect and it really takes time and consistency for things to come into balance. And, um, you know, because it is such a regulatory uh, plant medicine, like it regulates homeostasis in pretty much every biological system in our bodies. And one of the primary things it addresses is inflammation. Mm-hmm. And inflammation is behind so many things, you know, uh, illnesses and anxiety and sleep disorders and uh, depression. And, and, you know, by allowing things to come into balance, like other things come into balance. So, all of a sudden you sleep better and when you sleep better, you become less anxious. And when you're less anxious, gosh, life is better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to test to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's now uh, kind of going back for me just a couple of years back ago, you know, I was sitting there and I was miserable as you probably were at some point uh, earlier. And I was sitting in that cubicle, just not knowing sure what, you know, kind of contemplating if life is even worth it anymore. That's to the point that I got. What would you tell someone like me um, now kind of if, if going out into this world, this world of entrepreneurism, you know, cause it's not as easy as people say it is. 
what would you tell that person though, whether they go for it or they don't? Um, honestly, it, it starts with honesty, like be honest with yourself. Um, you know, really listen to what it is you want and be patient while following that path. Um, cause the reality is if you're making a really nice salary and you're comfortable financially, you're not going to step right into that in a startup and it's not glorious. It's, it is the trenches. It is, oh, it is. You, know, you ride all the highs and you ride all the lows. And, um, you know, so it's not a, uh, it's not a peaceful thing, but there's a lot of fulfillment to be found there because when it's your business, it's, it's up to you, you know, and you decide what it's going to be. And, um, and there's something beautiful about that. And, you know, being back in the driver's seat of an incredible business after several years of stepping away from that and working a job, I've realized how much more aligned that is with me. And, um, and the other thing I would say is like, look, if you don't know if you're ready, but you're miserable in whatever you're doing, there's no issue with taking a step away, you know, go, you know, go into the forest for a few days or go traveling for a couple months if you have the finances or, um, you know, go take cooking classes or do something outside of your normal. And all of a sudden you might start finding inspiration and mm -hmm. start finding the space to actually like listen to yourself. Um, because I, I was there myself, I was stuck and I wish I could have made the conscious decision, decision to step away before it hit that breaking point. And I all of a sudden was like, <laughs> you know, dealing with a, a anxiety disorder. And, um, you know, it, it, there's that fear that you feel like maybe your peers are going to advance past you. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, this isn't me. Like I just crush and I keep going. This is like, yeah, that's not true. That's, there's no reality in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those people that you think are advancing past you might burn out just when you're hitting your stride again. And, um, so my best advice is, advice is just be patient and uh and listen to yourself and whatever that call is if it's shit i'm gonna be a painter <laughs> or like i'm gonna be uh you know a musician or mm -hmm. an entrepreneur or like whatever's calling you like listen to that because life is short and man like what a what a shame to waste it and now on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. <laughs> Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. Time for a little change of pace. Um, so right now you're going to have about, you're going to have exactly, exactly, not about, we're exact here. Five seconds to initiate an answer on uh, the next few curveballs I throw at you. Cool. I want you to think too much. Just, just throw something out, honestly, anything. Otherwise, my producer, Steve, a.k.a. the leg breaker, yeah, he, uh, he, 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 he's somewhere in the background. He's always lurking around. <clears throat> I don't know why he always comes by my place during these times, but he's always lurking around and I don't want to have to deal with it. If you had an unlimited amount of money and you could start up any business you wanted to, 
what would it be? Not your, not your own. Uh, something to do with photography. Like I just love, love, love photography and the visual storytelling that can be done through photography and the souls that can be captured. So what it is, I don't know, but something with photography. Your favorite book? Um, the Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera. I don't think I heard of that. You need to check it out. Amazing. Favorite movie? Uh, let's go Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's like you had to. You set yourself yeah, up. How do you drink your coffee? Uh, just cream. Just cream, huh? Do you use like a specific brand? Do you go to Starbucks every day? Or you? No, just, yeah, I'm a simple guy. Just a little kind of half and half and I'm a happy guy. Or, you, or straight espresso. I drink a lot of straight espresso as well. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely, definitely could uh, use some more espresso today. <laughs> uh, still midday, still early enough. But uh, if you uh, were stranded on an island and you had one, one thing you needed, uh, if you could bring one thing with you, what would it be? And it can't be a person for the unforeseeable future. Let's go to Kindle. Okay, okay. I hope you got one of those like lifetime lasting battery packs with yeah, it. They're not solar power, are they? Oh, yeah, solar power, boom. Um, there you go. Discover that. Sneak too. <laughs> um, how, if there's one thing that you have on you every day, maybe you consume it or you wear it, but it makes you you and you can't live a day without it, what would it be? Mm, um, shit, I hate to say it, but it's my phone. <laughs> always on me. That's the only thing that always happened to me. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, like no. the worst answer you could have oh, given no. after everything oh, you just said. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. You can't explain yourself now. Nope. Nope. We yeah. move on. We move on. How serious would you take me if we had a meeting and I came in with socks and sandals? Totally seriously. It's not about appearance at this point. Oh, okay. Good. So whatever else I said next, it wouldn't matter at all. You'd still look at me the same way. For sure. Is there something, someone you had to sacrifice, uh, you know, to kind of get to where you're at right now? Is there something you had to give up? Um, safety, comfort. Yeah, that was that was what was what I had to walk away from. All right. Well. <clears throat> you survived. I survived. I hope you still have your phone with you because uh, <laughs> clearly you can't live uh, a second without it. I was like, my other underpants, but like, come on. I thought you were going to say like your hair or something after uh, Rhett's intro of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, well, hey, well, this was great. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, the, the mic is yours. Um, I know you're uh, – so everybody, once again, that's Hello Ned. Um, if you go on Facebook uh, – I mean, helloned.com is the yeah. actual website itself. On Facebook, Instagram, it's Meet Ned. And Ned is N-E-D. That's Nancy Echo Delta. That's in case it. you uh, misheard me. And uh, I heard you might have something special going on for the guests. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, we're making you guys a very special, unique discount code, which will get you 15% off your first purchase at Hello Ned, and that's B2B15. Yes, yes, for all the listeners, that's B like boss to boss, B, the number two, B15. So 
boy to boy one five or bird to bird or something, but you got it. You got it. If it gets too complicated, just reach out to us and we'll sort it out. <laughs> we'll make it work. Uh, and you guys have many, uh, many products, whether it's body butter, right? Or lip balm or oil, or do you, do you do the actual vapes itself? We don't do any vapes. Uh, we try to keep things supernatural and mm-hmm. simple in our process. And by doing a vape, we'd be introducing these mechanical elements that we don't necessarily feel are, are essential. So, um, you know, the next most efficient way to get cannabinoids into your body is through sublingual ingestion, which is under your tongue. Mm-hmm. The capillaries under your tongue do a really good job of absorbing all those, all those cannabinoids. So, um, so that's what our full spectrum hemp oils are for. And then we have an amazing body butter that we just reformulated with Arnica as well as uh, 240 milligrams of CBD. And that's really great for targeted treatment. And to come, uh, July, we're dropping a really cool new line that's specifically designed for the female endocrine system. So hormonal balance, menstrual relief. And that was really a product of listening to our customers and Mm -hmm. questions they had. And then uh, we'll be doing our first line outside of hemp, um, hopefully before the year ends. So lots of more stuff to come. Awesome. Awesome. That's exciting adventures so yeah i haven't really fully got to you know speak to anyone that actually has been like in there since the beginning uh with like because a lot of people are just kind of reselling help now you know through mlm things like that but you actually got your your own thing going and it's uh it's very special to hear and you know i'm excited to see where you're at Uh, the the mic is yours uh everyone that's adrian or adrian uh right am i I still saying that right (laughs) Yeah, you are. So Adrian would be Adrian Zimmerman. Uh, my dad, my Dutch dad, says it. But yeah, uh, Adrian Zimmerman, everybody. Uh, Mike is yours. If you have any closing thoughts, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, well, it's been really nice to uh, to kind of rehash this journey with everybody, and um, it's something that I've been lucky enough to share uh, through writing and through storytelling and through channels like this, and. Um, you know, I, I know from experience that we all struggle and suffer and um, just want to encourage everybody to to just be patient, listen to yourself. And um, the universe really does have a way of aligning and out of the ashes grows amazing things. So even if you're down in the valley, trust that the next peak is around the corner and uh, don't let it stop you from creating your dream, whether that's business or craft or art or passion or love, whatever it might be. And it's kind of, you say out of the ashes, grow amazing things. So kind of, it's like a full circle, right? With everything else. Very much Love so. that. Mike Trap, boom. Thanks. Thanks so much for being on. Hey, thank you. Bud. Episode of boss to boss. Your next step is to visit boss to boss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now.